Hello, and welcome to Ancient Words, the Bible teaching podcast from Jerry Crow Ministries. My name is Jerry Crow, and I will be your teacher as we study the Word of God together. And now, today's lesson. Hello, and welcome back. Last time we were together, we began to look at the answer to the question that I want to hopefully get us to really think about today. That being, what is in your heart? You see, each one of us has a different answer to that question because we each have different motivations, different ambitions, and different goals for our lives. But at some base level, there should be the same answer to that question when it comes to certain areas of our lives. For example, we should all have the desire to do what is right in the eyes of the Lord in our heart. If we do not, then we should seriously consider whether or not we are actually saved. Today we are going to look at the rest of Matthew chapter 5 and the first four verses of chapter 6. But before we get started on that, let us pray. Father God, Almighty Maker of heaven and earth, we praise you for your word. We thank you for allowing us to study your word together, and we ask that you open our ears to hear what you would have to say to us today. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our King. Amen. All right, Matthew chapter 5, verse 38. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, not to resist an evil person. But whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn to him the other also. If anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks you, and from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so? Therefore, you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, Do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be done in secret, and your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you openly. We're going to look at a few things here today that might seem to be a little incongruent, but I assure you when we are finished with this study, it will all come together. So please bear with me. Let's go back to verse 38. It says, You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. 
first of all, let's stop right there and examine that statement, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Where does that statement come from and what does it really mean? Before we dig into that, let me tell you how it is typically taught. Then we can see if that is correct or not. Typically, that phrase is taught to mean that whenever someone does something wrong to you, you have the right, according to this statement from the law, to do the same thing back to them in order to get some kind of strange, perverted justice. However, like so many things that are misrepresented from Scripture, this one is right up there at the top of the list, in my opinion. Let me show you why. See, this saying comes from three different verses in the Old Testament. Exodus 21, verse 24, Leviticus 24, 20, and Deuteronomy 19, 21. When read on their own, we can almost make these verses mean anything we want them to mean. But, when taken in correct context, they are plainly understood. Let's start with Exodus 21, verse 22, and read through 25. If men fight and hurt a woman with child, so that she gives birth prematurely, yet no harm follows, he shall surely be punished accordingly as the woman's husband imposes on him, and he shall pay as the judges determine. But if any harm follows, then you shall give life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. Now, it is obvious from this passage that the eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth here have to do with a very specific scenario involving specific people, not just anyone who wrongs me. And I'm going to exact my revenge in like manner. Very specific in Exodus. Okay, so let's look at Leviticus 24. And let's start in verse 19. Alright. If a man causes disfigurement of his neighbor as he has done, so shall it be done to him. Fracture for fracture, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. As he has caused disfigurement of a man, so shall it be done to him, and whoever kills an animal shall restore it, but whoever kills a man shall be put to death. I'm still having trouble seeing where the scripture tells us to take our own revenge using the phrase an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth as it is so commonly taught. Well, let's look at our third passage. Deuteronomy 19, let's start in verse 15. Go back a little bit, see if it, we can we can find it there. Um, let's see, verse 15 says, uh, One witness shall not rise against a man concerning any iniquity or any sin that he commits by the mouth of two or three witnesses. The matter shall be established. If a false witness rises against any man to testify, testify against him of wrongdoing, then both men in the controversy shall stand before the Lord, before the priests and the judges who serve in those days, and the judges shall make careful inquiry, and indeed, if the witness is a false witness who has testified falsely against his brother, 
Then you shall do to him as he thought to have done to his brother. So you shall put away the evil from among you. And those who remain shall hear and fear, and hereafter they shall not again commit such evil among you. Your eye shall not pity. Life shall be for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. Hmm. Well, that is a conundrum, isn't it? You see, if we've looked at the three places in the Old Testament where that phrase is found, and none of them say anything about getting our own revenge on our terms, the way that that phrase is so often taught. It's amazing what happens when you read your Bible and actually apply it correctly. Now, what does Jesus have to say about this? Just look at verse 39. He says, But I tell you not to resist an evil person, but whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn to him the other also. And this is a ver difficult verse to wrap our heads around sometimes. See, the truth is, for most of us, myself included, if someone hits me, they had better be ready to get hit back. But Jesus tells us not to do that. Or really even to think that way. In fact, looking at the following verses through verse 42, Jesus gives us some very practical instruction. He says in verse 40, If anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. In verse 41, Whoever compels you to go one mile, go two miles. Verse 42, Give to him who asks. And someone wants to borrow from you, do not turn him away. See, in verse 39, he's saying, keep your temper in check when people try to rile you. Verse 40, he says to let people have what they try to take from you in court and even give them more than what they want. Verse 41, he says to go further than what people ask of you. And in verse 42, he says to give with generosity to those who ask and not to hold back. In short, what Jesus is saying, he's telling us to be humble. If we really look at those four verses, they are a way to break ourselves of pride and to live in humility. That is what Jesus is trying to teach the people, and by extension us, that the heart of the true believer is always humble and never puffed up with pride or arrogance. Verse 43, let's just keep moving along here says, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. You see, loving your neighbor is pretty standard for the Jewish people. Remember when Jesus was questioned about the greatest commandment? This is a little later in his ministry than where we are now, but I'm sure you've read it. His answer is that we are to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. He said on these two commandments, hang all the law. But where did the idea of hating your enemy come into play for the Jewish people? See, it is nowhere in Scripture. Nowhere. In the law. Or the prophets. Or the writings. Nowhere 
in the Jewish scripture are they told to hate their enemies? So the best guess is that somewhere along the way, some rabbi began teaching that this idea was okay. And the people just went along with it. Not unlike a lot of things that we hear today. See, my wife and I have had many conversations about the things we have been taught by well-meaning pastors and teachers in the church that they just do not hold up to the scrutiny of Scripture. It happens all the time, people. You have to know your Scripture. And if it doesn't sound right, go look it up. Go find it in the Scripture. And just like the eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, look for it in context. What do the verses around it say? What does the verses before it and after it say? We can really shed some light on a lot of false teaching if we would just read the Bible, if we would just learn it. That's what I'm trying to do here with this study. Verse 44 says, But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. This verse hits hard. One of the most difficult things we can do as believers is pray for those who have wronged us. Jesus tells us to do some of the most humbling things in this verse. So much so that we could almost title this study, Always Be Humble. But humility is still a matter of the heart, so we won't do that. So first he says to love your enemies. Jesus wants us to show love and compassion to those who we consider enemies. Second, he says to bless those who curse you. Pronouncing a blessing on people who speak well of us is, well, that's easy, but what about those who curse you? Then he says do good to those who hate you. Well, we can do good to those who love us, right? That's easy. That's the easy part. But doing good to those who hate us is difficult. That is a difficult matter for people with pride. We have to swallow that pride sometimes. That's what Jesus is telling us. And then he says, pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Again, this is extremely difficult to do. But let me tell you something. Let me give you an example of how this has been done through church history. See, William Tyndale, before he was put to death for illegally translating the, the Bible into the English language, yes, he was put to death because it was illegal to translate the Bible into any language other than Latin. He translated it into English, so they killed him for it. Just before he was put to death, he prayed openly and out loud that God would change the heart of the King of England, the very man who had sentenced him to death. He prayed to God for that man. See, when Jesus makes statements like this, he is reminding his listeners that being humble is the best way to go through life. And that is an excellent reminder to us as well. Let's look at the first part of verse 45. It says that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. This is a qualifying statement for verse 44. 
In other words, staying humble in those ways will help to show others that we are sons of the Father and will draw us closer to Him in our sanctification. And then he says, For he makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. This part of verse 45 is a statement on the justness of God. It shows that God has no partiality or favoritism. Sunshine and rain are both needed for healthy crops, and they are given to everyone, those who belong to the Lord and those who do not belong to Him. Verse 46 it says, For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so? These verses remind us to be different from those who are considered sinners. Jesus is saying that even sinners love those who are close to them, and they treat those closest to them with respect. Therefore, we are to be better than the sinner and show love, affection, and respect to all people. Verse 48 Therefore you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. In following his commands in verse 46 and 47, we will be showing the world the full love of the Father, and they will be seeing him through us. Chapter 6, verse 1 says, Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. See, in these four verses, Jesus is really getting to the heart. I like to summarize these verses by asking some questions. And it's all, it's all about giving, but it's also about motivation. See, first, what is your motivation when you give to others? What is your motivation when you give to others? Second, who do you want to see you when you give to others? And third, what do you want your reward to be for giving to others? Now, of course, that third question is really not one that we should be looking to answer in and of itself. In fact, it will answer itself depending on how we answer the first two questions. When you give to others, ask these questions through the lenses of these verses. How you answer these questions will truly reveal the answer to the looming question, what is in your heart? See, it is often difficult when we look inside ourselves. Sometimes we do not like what we see. However, David begged God to search his heart and remove anything that was not right from within him. As difficult as that might be, sometimes it can be the best thing for us. I would like to urge you to ask God to reveal those things in you that are not lining up with his word and to help you get right with him. 
See, this is part of our call to sanctification, to become more and more Christ-like. It is only by submitting to God and His Word that we can truly know what is in our hearts. Let us pray. Father God, search us. Reveal those things which we have not fully submitted to you and help us by your Holy Spirit to let those things go and remove them from our lives. We know that only you are able to truly sanctify us. So we agree with Jesus now. Sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. Help us to become what you have called each of us to be. We ask it in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Before you go, I want to thank you for listening or downloading this podcast. If you are blessed by today's study, please consider leaving us a review wherever you listen. This will help us grow and reach more people. We have some exciting news coming up, so please remember to check back on our website or on our Facebook page or Twitter for any announcements. We we can be found on major social media platforms at Crow Ministries. That's C R O W Ministries. We want to remind you that you can find our podcast on Facebook. You can follow us right there on Facebook. Every time a podcast comes out, it'll be right there on the on the Facebook page. Also, if you would like more information about our ministry. You can go to www.jerrycrowministries.com. Here you can check out our blog and other resources. Um, and if you're able, we would appreciate any financial offering you're able to make to the ministry on our donate page. You can give securely through PayPal, and all money received goes directly to the ministry. Also, please join us in praying for this ministry and the people who listen to this podcast. We have listeners all over the world, and it is only by the grace of God and the prayers of people like you we're able to reach across so many national borders. Also, in the new year, we have some exciting changes coming up, so uh, be looking for those. So thank you all. May God bless you richly in the mercies of Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening to Ancient Words, the Bible teaching podcast from Jerry Crow Ministries. We hope that you are encouraged by the Word of God. Remember to take a moment and look up today's scriptures and dig into the Word for yourself. For more information about Jerry Crow Ministries, please go to www.jerrycrowministries.com. There you can find information about the ministry, contact information, and catch up on some of our latest writings. Tune in next time for more biblical understanding. May God bless you and keep you in our Lord Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit.